Hello everyone and welcome back to the Just United Fan Podcast. It's been a long, long, long time. Not really. Um, July 13th, I think. Yeah, kind, kind of, you know, like two, a fortnight, more than a fort, much more than a fortnight actually. It's almost been a month. But um, today is the 5th of August and the Premier League season kicks off tonight. Arsenal will take on Crystal Palace at the Emirates. I think it is. Let me double check. Um, I think Arsenal, Arsenal will win. They're in really, really good shape um, coming into the season. Very, very good preseason. Gabriel Jesus is, um, in fact, scoring so many, so many goals. But we're not here to talk about that. It is, it is in fact, at Selhurst Park. So Crystal Palace will be at home now. That makes me question things a little bit because Crystal Palace against Arsenal usually do really well at home and away at times as well. um in the recent years um but uh, yeah so basically um i think arsenal will win but it will be i'm sure a good match a, a london derby they usually don't disappoint um so apart from that let's get into the united stuff so we will be of course facing brighton and um, the last time i did one of these was after the liverpool victory the final um victory and we had we went we went on to we were not to have a pretty good pre-season after that um it was the 3-1 i think 4-1 victory against melbourne victory at the beautiful the glorious mcg and at the same ground we then beat crystal palace 3-1 and all three goals coming from marcial rashford and sancho so well something looks like it's in the making but we'll soon enough find out more than that um coming like the statements made today by Ten Hag um moving forward of course we then played Aston Villa I believe it was and drew 2-2 and this was um basically us being brought back to earth in many regards so again lots we got to learn about from that match specifically that De Gea still cannot claim corners cannot claim crosses very very poor in the air and i really really feel that that's going to be a huge disadvantage for us um moving forward of course we had um, basically two games in two days and uh, there was the game against atletico de madrid which uh, we lost 1-0 um the first loss unofficially at least for eric ten hag and um, that one we didn't play all that bad but we all know what atletico do so they use their usual dark arts to nick the 1-0 win and uh, it was a bit poor the goal to concede like on behalf of if you if you isolate diego uh, diego delo defensively let jean felix come on to his strong foot pretty easily which led to that goal um de gea i think was rooted to the spot as far as i remember um so uh, next game against rayo vallecano uh most of the youngsters starting that one but the one person that did start and make a lot of headlines but for the wrong reasons was cristiano ronaldo and he played for 45 minutes didn't do anything was replaced by amada thing who went on to score the goal um our goal in the 1-1 draw so vallecano were pretty like they they did their thing we did our thing too um alejandro garnacho was of course the star of that match what a performance from that lad he is he is he is very like he is special this kid and um, long time since our academy has produced something someone like that um without mentioning that nonce so yeah things looking very very good on the youth front we talked about sidan ikbal and charlie savage 
that pivot that we saw constantly in second halves of games um, under Eric Ten Hag. They are really, really, they look really, really good. Technically sound, good work rate. Charlie Savage's um, long range passing, pretty, pretty good. That the range of passing that he has, um, nothing that his dad ever did. So they were the kind of completely different players. His dad was more of a robust, um, you know, the the engine of the team basically. And Charlie Savage is a much, much more technical player. Of course, Zidane Iqbal, um, as the name dictates, he should be is is a very, very technical player as well. We saw some of those roulettes going on around the box from him. So encouraging signs of the youth front, especially. We got you know we got all types of players coming through. We got Ahmad who was decent. Zidane and Savage, of course, were amazing. And um, James Garner got to go against Waikano. He was pretty good. Uh, others as well. Uh, Ethan Laird got a good few chances under the new manager. So we'll see how that pans out. But the right back angle, of course, I think Diego Dalo, we all know, is going to start. Um, still, question marks are there, but he is the player I've really enjoyed watching in preseason. Um, amazing progression. Still needs to improve defensively. Of course, he does. And. Right now, if I look at it, Arun Van Bissaka, I don't think he's an upgrade uh, on the right back position right now. And neither is Diogo Dolo on Arun Van Bissaka if it was a normal situation. But in this case, of course, we all know the kind of fullback Eric Ten Hag prefers. And that is Diogo Dolo. He fits the profile and he's been doing his, he's been playing his role in that profile pretty well. So we can stick with Dolo for now. I don't think right back is, an, is a position we need to worry about right now. Uh, we'll give Dalot the season, we'll give Sean Malassia the season, we'll see what happens. Malassia especially encouraging against Atletico Madrid. Um, and is the deal, I, I honestly don't know who's going to start against Brighton uh, on the left side. Whether it's Shaw or Malassia, I hope they both they, they both raise each other's game and give Eric Tanhag an absolute selection headache. I'm getting breathless for some reason. <sighs> Alright. So, moving forward. Um, I think Eric Tanag had a presser today or not. I'm not sure. There were some quotes coming out. Um, I'm not sure if he had a press conference because it's two days before the game. It's usually 24 hours before the game. So, no idea about that. We did clear the situation uh, surrounding Cristiano Ronaldo. Of course, he left the Rayo Vallecano game 45 minutes earlier, which means after he was subbed off at halftime, he just left the ground. And Various people said a lot of players did this. Did this so I is a focus on Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, well, Eric Ten Hag has come out and said it's not just Cristiano. This is unacceptable behavior for anyone. Uh, if you're part of the team, you need to be there till the final whistle. So this is something I liked about Eric Ten Hag and even the quotes that came out today. Why are you just targeting Cristiano Ronaldo? Like a lot of people, a lot of players were not good enough. A lot, or a lot of players did their mis- made their mistakes. Why is the focus on Cristiano Ronaldo? We are a team. We are a team, and we go together as a team. That's the right message to send, not only to the media outlets but to the players as well. So the youngsters there, that they're part of the group, they need to learn that they're part of a team. They're not an individual entity in this team. Individually, they are nothing in a team. Is where they will shine. So really, really positive that side of things from Eric Ten Hag. Now, what's negative right now is the transfer situation. A lot of shit has happened with De Jong and it's not looking encouraging. Of course, what Barcelona are doing is terrible as well. They, they owe him so, so much. 17 million in dividends, we all talked about that. The situation is just not getting resolved because De Jong wants to say, stay, but um, Barca, uh, Barca activated their second economic lever and uh, lever and it, it 
uh it's not apparently it's not enough to register all the players that they have signed which i still have no idea how they have signed but they have but like they'll have to register them and for that i think they do need to let go of either to like they need to recover a certain amount of money which can be done by letting go of de jong but he won't leave unless he gets his deferred wages which makes sense because if if someone owes you 17 million you got to collect it and i i don't see de jong taking a pay cut either because the wages were deferred they haven't been paid back yet why would you take a pay cut again right the club owe you money and rightly you have to get it back and in such a situation where they're not giving you the money neither are they saying you don't need to and on top of that they're also saying that you need to take on a pay cut so the situation looks like lose lose for deong who wants to stay he's being made to play at center back by shavi and the whole situation really screams just come to united man but uh, his heart really seems to be set on barca and that is something we cannot control and i think we should have um left this chase for a long time but he is the player that the manager wants to build his team around so we got to get him we've got to convince him we've got to get him once he comes in if if there's a situation where he doesn't want to come but eric ten hag himself says bring him in regardless then the board have to do it regardless whatever pay him whatever you want right but the thing that i like right now kind of of course this deal is taking too long which is probably an indication of the incompetency of this um board or it couldn't be because i think it's it's all about the the deferred wages isn't it at the it could be all about the deferred wages in the end at the end of the day but what we're seeing is that this is taking too long basically but what we're not doing is submitting to 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 Barca's demands basically i think they would love for us to pay the 17 billion in deferred wages but we're not doing that because we that's something we need to do whatever if we are not in, if you're not competent enough to get the negotiations done quickly at least don't get mugged off right so we we're not going to play it we, we're not going to pay the, the deferred wages because it's not our business to pay the, the deferred wages why should we pay the deferred wages right it's none of our business it's it's Barca's thing they need to resolve it right it's it's your shit deal with it yourself we see ajax asking for 55 million on antony no that's another stance that united have taken which could change but i hope it doesn't because 55 million is too much for antony he scored like he, he has 12 goal contributions in the eredivisie that's not nearly good enough and i i look he's a fantastic player right and i think he's got a lot of potential the, the manager wants him but we need to make clear that if you're going to ask of us If you're going to ask crazy things of us, we're not going to do them for you. Like we are not going to dance on a pole for you. We're not going to do that. Right? We're not going to be your chauffeur service. Right? If you want to if you want to do business with us, do it in good faith or we're prepared to leave. Right? We're not interested and that will show the world that you're not good to do business with. Right? And that's the mentality we should be approaching. We should not just submit to what they're saying. We're not the submissive one here, right? We should be taking control of the situation. And if we want to take control of the market, this is no way of doing it. Submitting to demands is not the way of doing it. We're not going to let clubs mug us off again and again because if this happens once, it happens again and again, which has been the case for the past few years. United once clubs here, Man United, they know that we'll be ready to pay anything on a transfer fee. right we'll bargain and bargain but we'll end up submitting to the demands right 
and this trend needs to stop and if if i ask demand 55 million for antony i'm sorry you can fuck off like plainly just get lost right we don't we're not going to pay that if you want to deal with us deal with us smartly if you don't want to deal with us say that directly right and we will approach the player behind your backs and steal him no of course but like we we, we will um, we need to we need to take we need to pay heed to the ethics of um of the transfer business but yes that is one thing we need to improve improve upon for a long time clubs have been mugging us off um we have we've been made to play, pay ridiculous fees and much of it is down to our own negotiators who are well the clueless basically and yeah so this whole deal needs to stop and I w- i'd like to see progress on that in this window i think we did brilliantly on the malatsia deal as i said before um very very good like we waited for the other club to um have an agreement so we knew the price they were willing to sell at and then we jumped in same with martinez so arsenal were ready to pay pay what 45 million and we said we'll pay that don't worry so there you go hijacking deals jumping in the last minute that's some smart business done by um, john morta or should i say don morta but i won't call him don morta un- unless he backs the manager completely which hasn't been done yet we are seeing um, we're seeing that we're monitoring sesco uh, or sesco i think it's pronounced um place for rb salzburg or what is it rb salzburg something like that how that's how we pronounce it right and a very um, look he, not not much of a sample space when it comes to him so we haven't seen much of him but um if if the manager wants him then gladly he can we we, we just get the deal done right and we'll see what he's all about uh moving on then for t- tomorrow's game so the lineup is a bit uh, awkward because martial is not going to be available he i think he keeps as a bit of a knock so he won't be able to play so who starts up front there was debate till now about who will start instead of martial but right now it looks like cristiano ronaldo is the one that's going to do it but of course concerns about his lack of fitness he's had 45 minutes of pre-season action that is no way to go into a premier league season where brighton are going to come all out pressing you from the start so i feel like we have no choice but to start someone like anamad or an uh, or nantani alanga right and i wouldn't have a problem with amad i do have a problem with anthony alanga because i don't think he's ready right now i think he needs to be integrated into the first team slowly um you can blame in cup competitions and such but uh, start premier league games right off the bat is not ideal right now and that being said we do need a winger as well so once we do that i think our stage will be set right but uh, cristiano ronaldo is someone that that's going to start games we know that but i don't think this is the one we need to start him in because brighton are a very uh, they're very good at pressing we need to match the intensity levels to stand stand a chance tomorrow and having cristiano ronaldo might not help us do that in goal of course um well david de gea will start the rather it makes me happy not really he has improved in some regards his passing has improved which always going to improve um he's been coming out of his line a lot which is good but he's not doing that for crosses which is not good because now uh, we're in a situation where we have a relatively shorter center back and while he's brave and wins quite a lot of headers than you'd imagine for someone of his height um a goalkeeper needs to do his job right he needs to go and claim crosses that is the part of goal that's that's a part of any kind of goalkeeping if if you're a goalkeeper the 
basic things you need to do, you need to be able to do is short stop uh, stop shots sorry stop shots and deal with crosses basically because if it's coming into your area if it's close to you just get it you, you have the power to use your hands so use them bro like the defenders don't have that power you can just stretch your hands up in the air and claim crosses so do it when it's in your power right we haven't seen daher do that we have conceded goals directly because of that one of which of course being the aston villa equalizer so that is one aspect i'm really worried about because again in set pieces we have a goalkeeper who is not ready to come out and claim crosses so teams use this like they use this tactic with daher right they crowd him they crowd him so much and they know that he's not going to be brave enough to come out and gather the ball so they crowd him and they look to basically get in ahead of him right and it works as well <laughs> like i can see it working so i think david de gea is someone i have been quite clear about he needs to leave as soon as possible i think for the for the wages that he gets paid he nearly doesn't do the job he's supposed to do if you take out all the glamorous saves half of which are caused by his own actions by the way then yeah i don't think that's value for money at all now moving on to the defense i think left back as i said any one of them could start if you go on uh, if you go on the uh, atletico de madrid game malatia is probably the one but like shaw has been good in other preseason games as well so i think shaw will retain shaw can retain a spot it could be malatia as well no idea but i have a feeling it will be shaw Uh, Martinez, I think, will start along with um, Harry Maguire because they've played. Uh, I think Martinez is a bit of a weird one, but I think he will start because he is the preferred Ten Hag choice. Uh, between Maguire and Varane, I think Maguire has had more time to play, so I think he'll be the one that will start. Right back will be the low. We all know that. Now coming in the midfield is where it gets interesting. I think Fred will definitely start, but this is Brighton we're talking about. So last time Scott McTominay played against Brighton, he was bad. So I think. um fred will be partnered by either donny van de beek or christian eriksen um against a team like brighton i think we do need to recover the ball a bit and donny van de beek has not exactly shown that work rate which we all know he he has but it hasn't come out in pre-season so eriksen could be the one to start and of course it adds the extra layer of creativity and takes a bit of the burden off uh bruno fernandes so he can play his shadow striker type of role a bit more making those late runs into the box that are very very effective um so bruno fernandes i think will definitely start at 10 uh it's the 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 8 position that is the one that's confusing because we all know fred is going to start but this the, the position next to him um the box to box midfielder if you if you would like we don't know who that will be now moving on to the forward options i think rashford will start and sancho will start of course they have to but like where will it be determined by who who is the third player in attack if it's alanga then rashford starts up front sancho starts on the right if it's ronaldo then ronaldo starts up front of course sancho on the left oh, sorry uh, rashford on the left sancho on the right but if it's amad who i hope it is um then of course we'll see amad on the left or on the right it could work but uh, i think we'll see him on the left sancho on the right rashford up front oh uh, sorry um sancho uh got it all wrong so i think amad we'll see on the right sancho on the left rashford up front but amad could start on the left as well again like like against rayo vallecano i think he started on the right there were a lot of situations where he came on uh, came out onto the left 
so that could be it will be very fluid of course like no one's going to stay in their positions but for starters i think if amar does start then i think he'll start on the right sancho on the left and rashford up front but of course it remains to be seen there is a possibility that cristiano ronaldo starts but i think with he doesn't have the fitness right now and at his age i doubt playing 45 minutes of pre-season alone will make him fit enough to play against a high intensity team like brighton so we'll see what happens around that uh and the season starting well the next 9 months for the next 9 months the weekends have been sorted and uh i hope we have a fruitful season i think there'll be ups and downs in terms of prediction i think getting the champ getting into the champions league is our hope but the way our rivals are spending i think it's a bit unreasonable right now i still think eric ten hag is very very good compared to the other managers and i think he'll get us into the top 4 but it's not something i would be expecting of him um too much because the way he's being backed as of now is not good enough right and if he does finish 5th or 6th i think i can't complain because from this is a team that finished 6th last season and it was terrible so i think and we haven't exactly improved upon it have we we signed three players who there's no guarantee will be first team so unless there are improvements i'd expect us to finish in 5th or 6th and the chance of actual champions league football could come from the europa league which i do expect us to win uh, again if we don't it doesn't matter like there's no questions on eric ten hag straight away because this is his first year i think a manager needs to be given at least 3 full years to do what he's done to to do what he wants to do unless he's unless there's like humiliation and just shit so other than that i think we have to give him 3 years at least and properly back him for 3 years unlike what we did with all like right and we even in the first transfer window i'm not seeing us backing him so we'll see what happens with that i still i do think we need a defensive midfielder like a proper ball winner in the team but if the manager thinks we can do without one then that's his choice again i'm seeing people criticize eric ten hag for the maguire stuff for the cristiano stuff for this and that leave your agendas at home new manager is here numera is here please just support his decisions support the team and see where it goes Right, there's no need for abuse. There's no place for abuse. In fact, um, England women's team won the Euros. Um, congratulations, by the way. Uh, three of our players were part of that team. Alessia Russo, shout out! What a goal against Sweden that was. The back heel and not making the keeper as well on the way. Beautiful, beautiful goal. Um, very well done, Alessia. And what's 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 remaining basically is for the season start. So, Palmas Premier League. and we'll see what happens uh, of course i think I'll, i'll post like a post reaction to what happens in the game um, and i'll see you then thanks a lot for watching very very giddy okay you didn't really watch you just listened um anyways thanks a lot for listening very very giddy for the start of the season and hopefully arsenal lose <laughs> and hopefully gabriel jesus gets a red card um also jaka like two red cards jesus and jaka both should get red cards okay i'll stop talking now thanks a lot thanks a lot for listening bye bye